1: I'm Melissa Idris with Tan Chung Han and Joyce Go. Now, earlier this uh, year, the Financial Times reported that the current MRT line was under use. In fact, Prasarana had come out to say that the MRT would carry as many as 150,000 passengers daily by mid of 2017. But looking at January's numbers, it just showed 132,000 passengers a day. Now, the Centre for Governance and Political Studies, or CGPS, which is a behavioral and social science research firm they will be unveiling a report on the MRT lines later today and this report studied whether or not homes around the MRT stations are affordable for the M40 and the B40. So we have joining us on the line Zaidil Bahardin, the Chief Researcher for the MRT report to give us an advanced look into the findings of this study. Good morning Zaidil, it's good to have you join us today. I'd like to begin by by asking you why CGPS undertook this study I mean really what was the aim of it, Zaidil, given that the MRT-1 is already built?
0: Well, it's actually sent gps I'd like to correct that, um, CNT-GPS, because it's really thought to name. And the reason why we took the study is because, well, we know that it's, uh, the, the capacity is actually underused, as opposed to the LRT. In fact, it's only half of what the LRT is, even though it was built to, uh, withstand, to take capacity far much bigger than the LRT-Klanarjaya line. Now, we take these studies because of two reasons. One, to understand what are the demographics around the MRT line, um, because now you see a lot of new developments uh, around the MRT line, especially heading towards the Sungai Buloh station, uh, to understand who has uh, accessibility to it, which, which group of people has accessibility to it. And also, to, also because there's a lot of reports recently of um, oversupply of unaffordable houses, So we want to look at, usually we have lots of uh, oversupply uh, reports on houses on the supply market, which is unaffordable by the average Malaysian. And we want to link that with the public transportation and whether does this directly correlate to the low ridership on the MRT line.
1: So Zaidal, what did you find from from the study?
0: Well, I don't want to give so much about it because we are doing a release on 11 o'clock. Just a a bit. Just a bit, okay. Summary. So, well, there, there seems to be a trend heading towards Sungai Buloh as opposed to heading towards Kajang. There's also seemed to be a lot of a speculative play um, where there is around stations that has a lot of available land for development. Now, uh, standard. When you look into big infrastructures like uh, big infrastructure projects like this, you tend to put the blame on the, of course, the government for placing the land in a certain way. But we're not looking into just that. We're also looking into how developers are building houses and valuing uh, properties, which may explain a lot of overhang uh, throughout uh, the Klang Valley. Overhang as even overhang properties that they've unsold. And also the uh, mentality of the market where you think that um, house prices will automatically go up because of the finite amount of land. Um, and also the speculative play where people buy for the sake of investment in hopes to flip it after two, three years and how this creates an imbalance in the market.
1: So, Zaidil, is this report really for property developers and the way they value the property?
0: Um, Actually, it's for government, not just for the previous one, but also the current one. Uh, It's for property developers, and it's also for property buyers. Um, if you look into buying a property for the sake of investment, and you think that, oh, you know, I should buy this because it's near an MRT, so it will have a demand, maybe you should read our report first, because it will give, us a certain, it will give you a certain indication of what sort of thing you need to look for, um, what are the, property, what are the uh, price points that is feasible for your investment and things like that. Um, for the current government is to, well, no, um, in terms of policy. Now, we've heard that um, the recent Minister of Housing was saying that there's a lot of unsold property and she was looking into um, easing up the loans of buying houses. She was, she, she was talking to Bank Nagar, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we don't think that's, that's a thing that we should do. Um, we've explained it in the report and we will be releasing it uh, online, on our website, at uh, 1 o'clock. Today, uh, it's uh, www.centgps.com.my. Www.centgps,
1: Zaidal, aside from property, did the study look at uh, as to why MRT ridership is low?
0: Okay, there's a lot of angle and reasons towards uh, the ridership. There's a push and pull factor. Uh, the pull factor would be the uh, the pricing of the fare. Uh, the pushing factor, you know, um, all prices, uh, a few prices for pump, fuel, um, pet- um Tools and also the property around it. There's a lot of factors. to do. We only look into the property side because um, uh, it's actually quite an exhaustive research. We, we took about 5,000 samples just to come up with a total narrative. So uh, we want to look into other areas as well. But for now, we're just looking into properties around the MRT stations to explain the accessibility. But then it's causation, though, right? You know, like, I mean, what's the connection here? Are you saying that the MRT came up, so then you got developers flocking there, that's why it's unaffordable? Is that the narrative that you're peddling here? Um, yes, yes, one of it is that. But um, mm. it also want to explain, apart from ridership, is why there are so many unsold houses. Mm. Now, I'll give an example, right? Um, you, let's just say a particular property goes up. And it costs about, say, um, 700,000 because it's near an MRC station, it has accessibility, it's supposed to be near towards KL, so it's easier for you to go. And that means you've got to pay monthly mortgage around, say, I don't know, 3,500 ringgit. Then you've got to ask yourself someone who can pay 3,500 ringgit would have a household income of over 10,000 ringgit. Now, would someone with a household income above 10,000 ringgit would write the MRC in the first place? That's number one. And second of all, would they want to buy a house near an MRT, wouldn't it be better for them to opt for a landed property, which is further bit from the city, maybe near a golf course or some place with, with more greenery? So it, it's both sides, I guess. One of it is to look, understand how properties are being sold and why there's overhang, and second of it, um, why the ridership is like that.
1: Saeedal, can I also ask you about the feeder buses, right? The idea was to have connectivity to the MRT station, so it's not like you have to live within walking distance to a station. MRT feeder buses were supposed to solve that problem, the problem of the last mile. Is that not something that's being addressed?
0: Okay, so that is something that we would like to study as well. Um, But um, the... That itself takes a uh, study by itself on how the feeder buses are being placed and what are the lines that they are going. Um, When we say accessibility, we take about one kilometre radius within the MRT line, uh, not necessarily walking distance. And the reason why we take one kilometre radius within the MRT line, to understand the property, is that we assume that this is the most accessible feeder bus will go through here, and one kilometre radius is not equivalent to one kilometre distance of travel. So usually about between 5 to 10 minutes you know you got to drive and there's a road that you go through sometimes it's being right. cut by a highway um, but yes um, number one must understand this is not the definitive reason and understanding why the ridership is low in MRT okay, but it's, it's, this is one of the angles that we're looking into, I do agree that we need to look into feeder buses so, well, maybe it's, it's on our following up research after this. well okay very quickly Zaidel sum it all up for us then, what do you make of that MRT line, is it a failure? Well, um, I don't want to give up anything now. Why don't you wait for the report? Dude, it's a simple yes or no question, man. Come on. I promise to meet at 11 o'clock. So it's a comprehensive report. I suggest uh, the evening edition could pick it up two o'clock today and talk about it at 6 (laughs) o'clock.
1: Okay, we'll be uh, getting back in touch with you. That was Zaidel Barudin, the Chief Researcher of the MRT report prepared by the Centre for Governance and Political Studies, or better known as SET. Sent GPS, let me get that name right. The report will be available at www.cent-gps.com at 1 p.m. Today, it's going to be unveiled to the media at 11 o'clock this morning.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.